0: Hello there. Welcome to Greeter Shot First. I'm James. I'm Marcus Marks. Welcome to the Star Wars podcast for people who hate Star Wars fans. Yeah. We're talking about episodes 5 and 6 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. It's over. for free. <laughs> How'd those last few episodes grab you? You just watched them, right? Mm-hmm. Um,
1: 5 and 6, maybe. I didn't love them, but better than the first four
0: ish there are certain just lazy plot arrangements that this show does that like make me insane i could see where you have a writer's room
1: and you map out your season and then all the writers go off to write i know that's not the case per se because i only had a couple writers for this but where all the writers go off to write their allotted assigned episode and it's like five and six are meant to play off of things that came in the first four, but the the elements were so poorly executed in the first four that five and six
0: just fall on their face. I would just say that they're also poorly executed in five and six as well. I mean, I think five and six had the advantage of like, we get our big fight and we get like the, the Hayden you and flashback, which like it, it really is like coasting on that a lot. Mm. Um, it's like finally the parts of the only one show that like, we assumed that the whole show would be you know it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah it's you and hayden and, and it's oh we want a darth vader fighting and we're getting flashbacks to anakin skywalker like it's seemingly what what people wanted from the show so
1: honestly i would rather just <clears throat> green light a uh an actual clone war show with these two guys rather
0: than a darth vader show I mean, it should have just been a movie. Like, go make a Young Leia TV show and keep this as a movie, because they really, the plotting in both of these episodes is so bafflingly lazy and half-assed. And I'm just like, wow, that that's what you came up with. So let's let's start with episode five. This is the episode where they they're being tracked by Reva because she was super smart enough because she read the script, put a tracker in Young Leia's little like Lola droid thing. And so rather than just going back to Alderaan immediately, they've decided to go back to like the Jedi path, like headquarters or whatever. And so obviously then the the empire shows up with a whole ass like star destroyer in space, which should pretty much be like the end of it for Mm -hmm. these people. Mm -hmm. Um, At least according to any sort of old canon continuity about how star destroyers work and whatnot.
1: So the, the moment that they get the, the doors open at the very end, the uh, the door above them. Mm-hmm. I just kept thinking like, wouldn't it be great if a giant torpedo just came down and like blew up their ship?
0: I just, I, I wish that they would force these writers to like, just go read a couple of the old books or something. Just familiarize yourself at least with the, the basic concept of like how like space tactics and battle work. Like it doesn't need to be totally crazy, like perfectly executed, but like at least have an idea of like, if there's a ship above them in orbit, it can fire down on them. So, like, come up with some something more to drive the episode. than, oh no, we can't get the hangar door open. Like, that's it. That's that's literally the conflict. This whole episode is like, we can't get the door open. We gotta stall them. Mm. It's like, wow, okay, but what about the star destroyer that's above you right now in orbit? They could just fire on you at any second. Like,
1: I mean, because the empire comes off like fucking idiots
0: multiple times in both this and the next episode. It's like. Yeah you have a whole ass archer up there. You sent down like 50 troops. Maybe Mm -hmm. you don't have anyone covering from above. You know, you have TIE fighters, you have shuttles. There's all these other things, you know, you have just this massive, like an aircraft carrier worth of, uh, you know, soldiers and, and ships and technology, but you can't contain this tiny ass little group. Who's like already like contained within a, a small little bunker somehow they get they get past you. You can't shoot them down. You can't send fighters after them. You can't use your tractor beam. You can't just fly after them. Mm.
1: Also, the showrunners have seen The Last Jedi and they wanted to do the the lesser version of the second act of that movie.
0: What like the siege thing, I guess. The
1: siege and also just the uh the ship is following them through space, firing at them.
0: I Yes. I mean, that's, yeah, that's more in the next episode, I feel like, isn't it?
1: No, oh, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. But so a lot of this is just like they're they're trapped down there. And then like Lola is like, you know, been activated into evil mode. And somehow like what it does in, in its evil mode is it goes and it like cuts the like the cable that controls the door from opening like mm-hmm. the, the hangar door above them. And so like they can't get out because they can't open the door to fly away in their ship which is real dumb.
1: And and nobody can get in the vents to fix it until Leia volunteers.
0: So, so obviously cringy. the
1: best the best option sometimes is just straight up child labor.
0: Yeah, it's it's like playing it's like this like girl boss moment though of like hey, get her ladder. Like she can do this. It's like okay, sure, whatever. It's like, it's, it's like, well, you needed to give her something to do in this episode, I guess. So she's the only one tiny enough to fit into the vents. You can go and fix this door. I I, I couldn't believe while I was watching this. I'm like the door won't open. That's the whole conflict in this episode is the door won't open. Like, okay, sure. Yeah.
1: Well, and I feel like they, they thought that they'd be able to hold up off the stormtroopers outside for longer and really, if the stormtroopers actually wanted to get in, they would have gone in a lot faster. I mean,
0: it really—it should be over for them. There's an entire star destroyer outside, and you're stuck, hemmed in in this tiny little hangar. Like it's—it's it's over unless you've got some brilliant uh, plan, which they really don't have. Their plan mm-hmm. is kind of dumb, but it works because it has to, because that's what's in the script.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's segue over. So then you have the flashback. Uh, so you had some thoughts. Off air last time about the the look of Hayden Christensen in the flashbacks.
0: I mean, I would just say I'm pretty sure they're not doing any sort of deaging at all. Mm. I mean, did it look like any deaging to you? Only in brief shots. I just thought from certain
1: angles he looks like he did, but yeah, for the most I, part, he's an old grizzled man now.
0: But I mean, it's I mean, it's also Hayden Christensen, so it's not like I mean, he looks pretty good for his age, you know. So yeah. like, mm-hmm. I, I I couldn't tell if they're doing anything at all, really, which. I find amusing because of like the lengths they've gone to to make their like dead-eyed, soulless, like CGI Luke Skywalker. Mm. But like, I don't know. I guess all the money went to Ewan, so they don't have any money to do the de aging.
1: I I don't think that taking this role other than a paycheck really served Hayden Christensen at all. I, I don't think he particularly comes off great in this show. I mean, you know, like, you're not.
0: I don't. Think I, you're I think kidding. he's like riding a wave of like victory after this show.
1: Oh, I think the fans are giving it to him, but I don't feel like you're getting, uh, I don't know, this didn't scratch my Anakin itch in, in a pretty strong way.
0: I don't know. I, I feel like he comes off pretty well. He he gets to be the old Anakin and he actually gets to act uh, for a director who isn't George Lucas, which I'm sure is like, um, you know, like a, a a big plus in his category there. He like kind of gets to dig into his character a little bit. Like I, I, I had no complaints mm. about Hayden through either of these episodes. I think I, he's, I, I, he's he doing do the his best work or, he's ever done pretty much. A very little bit, or at least as Anakin.
1: I was to say his best work is obviously "Life of the
0: House," yeah. (laughs) Or Um, was that movie "Takers"? Shattered glass, yeah. Takers, yeah. We're Takers, gents. It's what we do. We take. Um, Classic. The uh, the sparring flashbacks. I thought these were funny because they're doing their exact moves from the the fight and Revenge of the Sith. Hmm. which I kind of feel like it's like the reason this looks so good is because Hayden and Ewan just remember their choreography. Hmm. Like I'm sure even though it's been like, you know, 15 years, it's like they probably did it like for eight, you know, eight weeks straight. They remember these moves. And so they're just doing them again. It's like, it's a lot of like the same kind of segments of choreography from their big duel in Revenge of the Sith. And then they do it well. So it's like, Hey, it looks like a real sword fight for once. That's cool.
1: I would say as far as executing a sword fight, this was way more satisfying, obviously, than the next episode when for large stretches of time you can't really see the Yeah, it's, it's
0: taking place during the day, so that's a big bonus. I and mean, it, it is actually like they managed to like work in a flashback that actually fits into the episode, mm-hmm. which I feel like they really just completely failed on in Book of Bow Fett. You know, like there was never any, any sort of like, Oh, this flashback informs like Boba Fett's decision, the present or anything like that. Whereas like here, it's like, it's just clearly they're both, they're both flashing back to this moment and it's like showing how Obi-Wan understands Anakin and understands like how he's going to act, you know, based on his memory of how Anakin fights. And you know, it's, it's like, Oh, look at that. You actually tied it together like a normal episode of television. How nice.
1: Yeah. The book of Bob, a goddamn train wreck. But, uh, And there's a little there's a little crazy jedi stuff Where it's you know at one point obi-wan warns anakin about being too aggressive and then like swings for his fucking head of his lightsaber <laughs> uh and and obi-wan is the kind of teacher who it's a lot of telling anakin what he shouldn't be doing there's mm-hmm. no real tips or tricks to focus on it's not real aspirational
0: <laughs> you training suck my young padawan
1: you should try sucking less my young padawan i really um, wanted
0: him to say my young padawan at some point in this he never did
1: yeah yeah yeah, I mean, but you got to see their faces. It was it was enjoyable. You could tell it was actually them swinging the lightsabers. Well, at, this is uh, several this, several this times. is
0: kind of what we all wanted was to be able to see Ewan and Hayden get a shot with, in theory, better material and like a different director who might like kind of let them dig into the material a little bit. You know, like this is what everyone wanted. You know, and I I, I don't know. I also felt like Hayden got like especially screwed over because he wasn't in episode one. So we had like less of an opportunity to establish himself too. Yeah. yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Uh, So meanwhile, back in the present day, like as we guessed, or at least I I brought up, apparently it is a state secret that Darth Vader was Anakin Skywalker. Um, It just felt very clumsily the way the third sister brought it up in episode two.
0: But Um, it would have had to have been. Um, I mean, that's, that was a big thing in one of the books that takes place during the sequel or a little bit for the sequel trilogy. Was that nobody knew? It was like yeah. a a galactic scandal when people found out that Princess Leia was related to Darth Vader.
1: Of course, of course. Yeah. But it's, you don't really get a sense of that the way it's thrown out at the end of Episode Two.
0: Well, just, um, yeah, because it's kind of random, and you're like, "Why would she know that?" So we get some of Ariva's backstory here. As you guessed, she was one of the the younglings from the Order sixty six flashback at the start of the series, and um. Yeah, I don't know. What, what did you make of all this very predictable Reba stuff here?
1: Uh, just bad execution. You got you got a, a decent actor who could say this role, but you're not serving her the best. Um, I, I just the uh, the making her Grand Inquisitor, seemingly knowing full well that like she's gonna fuck up, and then like the Grand the actual Grand Inquisitor is gonna show up again. I just I was like, what's the point of this?
0: Yeah, there's a there's a whole thing where. I mean we're skipping ahead, but like she goes, she like like makes her move on Vader and like poorly timed move and he just like basically beats the shit out of her. And mm-hmm. then like the Grand Inquisitor just like steps out and he's fine and he's just like, ha ha ha, we knew the whole time who you were. And it's like, What? Yeah. <laughs> uh but before we get to that, so Reva obviously she was a youngling. She somehow knew that Anakin was Vader. It's not exactly explained how she knew, we just kinda had to infer, I guess. You know, I mean, she knew she, he was Anakin and then he'd gone evil. I guess she just like figured out that he became I mean, Vader.
1: Granted, he wasn't telling people, but he had actually been knighted as Darth Vader by the point he went to the, the temple. The yeah. Place of younglings. But yeah.
0: So somehow or other, she put that together. And, and there's like this weird kind of like heart to heart that her and Obi-Wan have like through the blast door. While there's they're just like talking quietly to each other. But there are like 50 stormtroopers behind her. But I guess mm. they're just not overhearing this or something. Where I I I'm honestly baffled by Riva's motivations in these two episodes. Like she seems mm. to to say that she became an inquisitor to get close to Vader to get revenge on him. It's like okay, you've been, you've been near him like six times. It it seems like you've been near him a lot, and I, I think like canonically Vader trains the inquisitors, and mm. so like seemingly she's had plenty of opportunities it's she's been an inquisitor for who knows how long, like maybe she's fairly new at the job or something, but like, it seems like she's, she's had some chances. Yeah. She hasn't taken any yet. And like, Vader's been like murdering people left and right.
1: If you could divorce the, him training them. Mm -hmm. And like, if they hadn't had like six different meetings up until this point, it, it's a great storyline to say that all of this has been so I can get in the same room with this guy and take my shot, but he's just like mm-hmm, I've I've always known. Yeah,
0: and I guess Obi Wan kind of sets her out to be like, hey, you should go for it or something. Like, it's very unclear to me whether or not they come to sort of any sort of arrangement there or not. Because like, it's at one point Obi Wan like gives himself up to be captured, mm-hmm. and then she's like, I have you, and then she just sends him back inside with two stormtroopers and like yeah. closes the door behind him. It's like. Are you intending for him to get away, or like this seems pretty dumb if that's that wasn't the case, you know?
1: Uh, yeah, so she she fights a Vader. Oh, Tala uh, dies. Oh, Tala I mean, whatever. Yeah. At this point I I'd forgotten all about Tala. Like, does he snap her lightsaber in half, or what does he do? He
0: he does a thing where he like he refuses to even get his lightsaber out. He like uses the force to stop her blows, basically, and like toys with her for a while, breaks her lightsaber in half and like throws one half to her so they can like have like a real fight it's like he's he's going to use half of her sword
1: and then you know? again i don't want to be eh, eh, plot hole guys you can drive mm-hmm. a plot a, you know, to drive a truck through he she gets her lightsaber back at the end it is in
0: one piece i guess they're just detachable maybe i don't know yeah
1: <laughs> but the way it would have detached makes no fucking sense no. like
0: but anyway like it's I know a lot of people love this fight. I feel like they probably loved it just because Vader is just completely housing Riva, like yeah. just like embarrassing her, like barely putting any effort in. He's just like dodging out of the way left and right over like swings and whatnot. It's,
1: it's a lot of just like hands on hips, like yeah. just like, like shifting side to side, oh. like you're in a fucking workout video.
0: And seemingly, Obi Wan set this up as like, hey, I'm gonna like distract Vader and then you can like take your shot at him. Uh-huh. Like, possibly knowing she's just gonna get like annihilated by Vader, but like it suits his purpose. But like the whole thing, it's like, okay, their big gambit is that like suddenly there were two ships in the hangar and like they like had, I don't know, a robot flying one, pretend to get away. And like Vader's like using the force to yank it out of the sky and tear it apart. And then like once it's like down on the ground again, like the second ship like jumps up behind it and gets away. And Vader's like, ah, I can't use the force on that one for some reason. It's so stupid. But I mean, yeah, I, if, I, I, if how do you feel about
1: psychos? You like, you like seeing Vader pull the ship back. I don't I, how I do
0: know. you feel about that? I felt like it was too much. I, I personally am not a fan of this. I didn't like yeah. it. And well, I didn't like a lot of things about the rise of Skywalker, obviously, but I did not like when Ray did that in the rise of Skywalker and like her and Kyler are just like wrestling with a ship. Like it just seems like too much. It's like the force unleashed well, video game thing where they're just like tossing around spaceships left and right. It's like, let's just settle so, down with that a little bit.
1: I didn't. I didn't like how any of that was executed, in Rise of Skywalker. But I think you could make the argument there that that part of Ray's whole, she's a Palpatine. She's so so powerful. She's an abomination. Whatever. All
0: that nonsense. But like,
1: there's a reason why he doesn't do this at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> like,
0: it just. I mean, it's like when Yoda's doing it with the Emperor. I'm like, okay, like it's Yoda. This is this is like a this is a wizard battle kind of a thing. Yeah. You know, like but. Yeah, it just seeing people well, like Vader and Ray and Kylo just like tossing whole ass like starships around. It seems a little much to me.
1: I think talking about like like a power boost that's beyond their character is Obi Wan in the next episode. Eh, I
0: mean the Force is with him, you know. But sure. Uh, anyway, they get away on the second ship. Vader, I guess he's just like too like surprised slash like all Force tapped out or something to to grab on the second ship. And then like after the ship is away. And Vader's just kind of like, damn. Then Ryu is like, now I shall attack. Like, not while he's, like, in the middle of, like, you yeah. know, using the force to pull that down while he's, like, distracted or something. And she's like, no, I'm going to wait till you're not distracted anymore. And then I'm going to, like, come up behind you and take a big old, like, over-the-head swing, you know. I'm not trying to be, like, settled out it at all. And, of course, she gets caught. And he beats the shit out of her and, and is like, I knew the whole time who you were. And the Grand Inquisitor shows up and it's like, ha, 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 I lived, bitch. If if you didn't know about Rebels and how he's alive in that, if you're just like an audience member who's only seen like the movies and you've watched his show, what mm-hmm. are you thinking has happened there? You're like, is this a clone or something? Like, he doesn't look, tank. but it's not like he's like holding his stomach or, or anything. It's like, he's just like, oh, he's just back, I guess. Sure. Do uh, lightsaber stabs mean anything anymore? Yeah, considering she also has one through the gut. She'll get one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: but I mean, I honestly think this was maybe less offensive to me and stupid because I I knew this character was going to survive.
0: But if he didn't, though, I'm just like, I really feel like I would have thought he was a clone or something. I would have been uh-huh. like, oh, because they're like we got oh, a thousand we, of these guys. Oh, like we knew the whole time. And so it's like, oh, so you sent like a decoy or something in to get stabbed or, or something. is all like, oh, I just it, like the
1: idea that every time one of them dies, we just print off a new one.
0: Yeah, yeah. really We got like, we
1: got, like a whole warehouse. We got a whole fucking Westworld warehouse of these guys. By the way, Westworld's back and it's great. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, not that I think Rupert Friend's a great actor, but man, this is a waste of anyone's time, <laughs> this
0: role. Well the fucking way Remember Sun Kang as like the fifth brother or whoever? Yeah, like yeah. he just disappears from the show like after three episodes. Whoa. Like Bye bye. He won't be I, back.
1: I have to wonder, he's just like he gets the memo that Reva's been made the new Grand Inquisitor, and he's just like,
0: This is my resignation. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this. Yeah. Uh, well it's like, why are why were either of those characters in the show? Like it could have just been Reva and Vader, but it's like why we have my, to add my, in these extra characters.
1: So they they wrote some episodes, they had to take a year off because they were too dark and they had to, god damn, that thing's huge. Mm-hmm. And they had to, like, write some more. Just take another year off and make the show even better. Jesus Christ.
0: It really seems like they were spending forever trying to make an Obi-Wan movie and then an Obi-Wan show. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, fuck, we need to make it now. What do we have? You know, it's like this show feels like weirdly rushed and sloppy for something that has seemingly been cooking for a long time.
1: Yeah. I, I we've talked a little bit about the the new nature of just like the hack show. Again, I guess you're just fucking like the golden handcuffs. If you just get on a property where like some big studio just announces it and now it's like, okay, shit, we've got eight months. Like it doesn't have to be good. It just has to be
0: exist in eight months. We should talk about Baylor Organa and his, uh, his just misunderstanding of OPSEC entirely. Oh, 100%. He's just like and, and
1: Obi-Wan like Obi-Wan like you need to swallow that thing. He's just like,
0: hey, like Organa, like he sends Obi-Wan this like holographic communique. That's like, hey, I know you said not to contact you, but it's been a while. I'm a little bit worried. I'm now going to reveal every secret that we have. Um, You know, I'm worried about Tatooine because that's where we're keeping the boy. You know, the boy, you know, mm. like, you know, the we'll one just, you're protecting from Lord Vader. Like He's, gonna, uh, he's like staying Obi-Wan... with a guy named Owen, by the way, in case you need to track him down.
1: Like Obi Wan's gonna go to Luke on Tatooine and be like, "This holocron has been up my ass for five
0: years." <laughs> well, it's like the fact that first Bail Organa would be stupid enough to put all that and just like an open communique, you know, and then oh, that, that Obi Wan would lose six. it, and Reva can find it and like yeah. put shit together.
1: Uh, I think Bail Organa makes an almost even bigger mistake in Episode Six.
0: True. True. Also, why, why weren't the Organas, like, arrested after, 100%. like, knowingly consorting with Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> That's
1: my point. Episode six. There's, there could be... You're in full view of, like, 20 skyscrapers. Anyone could
0: videotape you.
1: But, like, why wouldn't you have gone through official channels to say my daughter's been kidnapped?
0: Because of the script, basically. I'm, I'm, but, I mean, but like... This whole stupid, like, you know, bad offsec thing from Bale is just they need Reva to figure out about Luke somehow. And so they're like, we'll just have Bail Organa send a a hologram that reveals a lot of information he should really shut up about. And then Obi-Wan will give it to somebody else and that person will drop it on the ground and Riva will find it and figure it out. It's like, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of work that we really don't need at all. Um, I don't know. I got to say.
1: For a conclusion that is not earned, it's pathetic. It makes no sense. Like me, like, I'm sorry, you're not just putting your guts back inside your stomach and Hopping the first starship to Tatooine.
0: I've got nothing against the actor. I think Moses Ingram with can, the fight. Yeah, I think Moses Ingram can do pure, certain certainly good work. You could cut her entire character out of the show, and I don't think you're really missing much. No. She is entirely just a plot device to make certain things happen and move things along. And when it kindly finally gets time for like her character moment, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like I'm not, I'm still unclear on what her motivations are. So she, she finds this communique that's mentioning like tattooing, you know, scramble, scramble, the boy, scramble, scramble, you know, Owen something. And so she's like, what is she figuring out here? Does she actually put together that Luke is Vader's kid? Like it's, we don't really know. We're just kind of guessing.
1: Well, I mean, thankfully she had her moment of like roughing up Owen
0: on the street attack. Good thing she knew that exact Owen. Yeah.
1: And and like, I guess she sensed that he was lying about something, or there was something suspicious about him.
0: But what is? Are we meant to? To what I I I think is what they're saying is that she has somehow figured out that this is Darth Vader's kid that Obi Wan is watching. Yeah, and 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 so is her motivation to go kill Luke because is it revenge?
1: Yeah, she's going to kill Darth Vader's kid that he never knew about. She's going to do to him what what. Essentially he did to her by okay. killing all her friends. Yeah. It's it's pathetic. It's it but, I, mean, make I, sense. I I feel it like it could be that
0: it could be she's like stopping another potential Vader, maybe by killing a kid or something. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think that's the case. Yeah.
1: Because because the show has never once indicated to us that this might be baby Hitler you know
0: yeah but it's like the, the episode five ends with her like she's been like run through with the lightsaber and Vader and the Grand Inquisitor are like all right we'll just leave you to die now and turn around and ignore you and you're like okay that's definitely something Darth Vader would do we've 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 definitely seen from all the movies and other appearances that he's he likes to leave his enemies alive that makes sense Um and then and then she just like she she finds this like you know thing in the dirt this communique and it's just like aha Vader's kid is on tattooing and then the next episode, she's just suddenly walking around on tattooing. It's like, that's yep. how it opens up. And it's like, she's kind of like, you know, limping a little, you know, she looks like a little messed up. But it's like, you got run through with the lightsaber and you seem pretty fine.
1: You had your guts rearranged and not in the fun yeah.
0: way.
1: Yeah. Like, I it killed thinking, Qui-Gon.
0: You seem fine.
1: I kept thinking that obviously Star Wars doesn't do this, but this is going to be revealed to be like, like a flash forward. Like this is a storyline
0: after he's defeated Vader and he comes back. And I guess nope, he could say it's, it, it. It's it's very ambiguous as to where it's happening in the well, timeline.
1: And and the the movies did a good job of being like, yeah, we're on the other side of the galaxy. Even if hyperspace, it still takes a little time to get from point A it to point Obi-Wan B. It takes Obi
0: Wan like four minutes from like yeah. literally fighting Vader to like in space and then on Tatooine. It's yeah. like they're like instantaneously. Yeah. It's like but, come on, it, this, it's. Force- just super alerted
1: him to it's just so
0: lazy like it's just, like you couldn't have come up with anything better in that like i don't know okay so the, the ship so, thing, the, so
1: did obi-wan get to read the script at that point I, I guess so it?
0: yeah okay so okay we're we're in space uh, you know after at the, at the reva shows up on tatooine and is like shaking down people i'm looking for owen and a good thing there's only one owen on uh all tatooine and then we go to this like transport where they're being chased by the star destroyer um Vader's back on the Starship no tie Bridge. Fighters. There's no Tie Fighters. It's like it seems like this should be a pretty intense chase, but then like Rokin, uh, O'Shea Jackson's character just comes in. And he's like, "Oh man, the hyperdrive's busted. It's gonna be like four hours for me to fix it." And he just not seem like it's like you guys. There should be like lasers exploding outside the ship right now. Like yeah, it's yeah. like they're just treating it like it's like ho oh, hum. Oh well. Yeah. It's like, and it'll like cut to outside, and you see like the ships like corkscrewing and shit like that. You know, like yeah. avoiding all. It's very bad CGI too. I was, I, I can't believe it's that bad for like spaceships, which should be the easiest type of CGI to do. Pretty much, it's like I, I would not
1: be shocked if special effects were done
0: like a couple weeks ago. It so looked it really life. sloppy.
1: Um. Also, move over Black Widow's vest. We're gonna get the origin of Leia's holster.
0: <laughs> yeah, which is Tala's Tala. Died in a uh, thermal detonator explosion with her robot boyfriend, Rep. She's fucking that robot, right? I mean, I think so.
1: I mean, at the end, when the robot takes another shot in the back, it, like, crushes her in a way that's that I read as sexual.
0: But it's just so weird. How it's like, oh, we need four hours to fix the hyperdrive. All right, I'll get back to work. It's like, I don't know. Shouldn't there be a little more urgency among you people? You're being yeah. chased by a Star Trek right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just and it, it to me, it, it struck me as so lazy that like they went to the like the broken hyperdrive well again, like yeah. they couldn't come up with any other sort of thing. Like, I don't know, they, like dip into the cannon a little bit. Say they have like an interdictor cruiser you have to get away from before you can make the jump to hyperspace or something like that. Like, I don't know, like come up with some some better reason for them to get away other than the Obi-Wan is just like, I'll just leave in a ship on my own and Vader will follow me. And which is exactly what happens. And then the Grand Inquisitor is like, shouldn't we follow those other people who are in also, the entire resistance? And Vader's uh, like, nah. The cyborg
1: stones, though, of the Grand Inquisitor to dare to suggest to Vader that we should stick with them. I, mean, it's like, I kind of feel like Grand Inquisitor, I, I wish I, I cared more about this character. I thought there was more nuance here. I can only assume that he's just like, look, I have to make the ask. He's going to turn me down. Yeah. But by letting all those assholes go, I have job security and my whole <laughs> division, we're going to get funding for like the next 10 years. Yeah, he's like, my lord,
0: maybe a TIE fighter? I don't know, just send, send a couple oh. TIEs after him? No? Okay, that's fine.
1: Vader says no, and then like, over his shoulder, the Grand are just kind of like shrugs, like, fine.
0: Hey, I get <laughs> I, paid by the hour, man.
1: I mean, What am I going to do? There's like, there's like a thousand of me in a vat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's just like, it's just like the, the idea that like, Obi-Wan can just like, you know, fly out of the big ship and a smaller ship and Vader's just like, follow that guy. Let the rest of them go. Now, yeah. then then bring my ship. I'm going to follow him on my own. It's like, okay, but couldn't you have just done that to begin with and let the Star Destroyer follow the other guys? Like, yeah. it's just so sloppy. It's like, you couldn't have come up with anything better. Well, because I have some serious questions about when he comes
1: back to the Star Destroyer if he actually does, but this is my question. Uh, this
0: is my question. We see that the ship that Obi-Wan, like the little shuttle that he gets away in, it has a hyperdrive. Yeah. So, what if instead of him like going in to fucking hyperdrive? What yeah, if instead shit. of going to the planet to like fight Vader and like leaving Leia at the hands of like these Jedi path people, like get her back to safety? He's just like, "Hey, Leia, get in the ship with me. Okay, we're 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 escaping, and we're not gonna go to that planet. We're just going to Alderaan now. Smell you guys later." Yeah. the show's over. <laughs> yeah. Like It's like he, he doesn't do that even though he has a hyperdrive because we have to have a big fight with Vader.
1: Absolutely, because cause Vader will have to follow him because he's horny for following Obi-Wan, but he can't do a whole lot on Alderaan because of the diplomatic situation. Absolutely. absolutely But also, is he going to have this ship for 10 years? When him and Luke need to get off Tatooine in 10 years, can he just be like, I could hire a pilot or I've got this old ship that I parked I sort of always cave.
0: assumed that Obi-Wan did have a ship, I guess, but I don't know
1: why does it fucking need Han Solo Yeah, I
0: mean, yeah, true. Maybe it's Um, broken down by that point. This is a minor
1: thing that that bothered me. In episode five, when Vader goes down to the one fucking planet, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he takes a craft that is clearly not an Imperial shuttle. Episode six, he takes an Imperial shuttle. (laughs) I'm an Imperial shuttle guy. I fucking love the Imperial shuttles from Return of the Jedi.
0: We also haven't mentioned how bad that, like, rocky bunker door situation was where like it's just more volume shenanigans where it's just like this looks like this tiny little set that they just have like a couple stormtroopers standing around in like I don't know the volume has got to go it, it's it's getting worse cuz i really hate that every new star wars thing
1: with the exception i mean every new star wars thing that features the empire they have to create some new variation on a ship that we've yeah. already seen i can't fucking stand that I I get the whole Just play the hits machine. sometimes you know yeah so yeah he takes an imperial shuttle this time um I don't know in episode three the movie they made a big deal about Hayden and and doing the fight for realsies it was what it was that was wonderful you know and even on Mustafar with this the CGI and the volcano here it's like I'm sure this wasn't Hayden all the time because he's in the big fucking outfit. And it's like, you can barely see you. And so it probably wasn't you in the whole time. We're just having a fight on a dark planet in the dark.
0: Well, this is why I think the, the the flashback fight and episode five was like the best stunt work because it's those actors and they know the moves. They're like very familiar with the choreography. Because I, yeah. I, I somehow doubt, like for, for Revenge of the Sith, there was like two months of training for that fight. Yeah. Obviously, they did not do that for this show. They did yeah. not like, okay, you guys, like we're sending you back the training and like the gym for six weeks to like work on the fight choreography. Like it's clear that, that did not happen.
1: Well, and and as part of the marketing, you know, for the, for the prequels, there was a reason why you would get the webisodes that would fucking highlight Nick Gilliard. Mm-hmm. Cause we were fucking into that shit.
0: Yeah. Like, well, even, even with the sequels, like with the last Jedi, it's like, you knew that like Daisy Ridley and Adam driver trained for like several weeks on that yeah. fight. Like that was a big thing that they were training for constantly and with these shows it's clear that they don't have the time or the money to invest in that like it's it buns me out like i want star wars to be top tier you know like spare no expense like i want i want you to do the thing where you hire actors and like send them to you know like lightsaber boot camp for 2 months just to like do a sword fight in a movie because it'll look better
1: and i got to say for like all the the shit that people invent to like make george lucas bad look bad like he had his people, and he wasn't afraid to let them get a little spotlight. Like, you had your Ben Burts, You had your mm-hmm. Nick Gilliards. Where's the celebrity fight coordinator guy? As much as they can be a celebrity or whatever. Yeah,
0: well, they're just covering up a lot of it, a lot of the choreography with, like, the shaky cam, and I, just, I could not stand the way that a lot of the show is shot with, like, the handheld cameras. I found it so distracting, like, just constantly distracting.
1: If I could quote one of my actual heroes from Star Wars, which is Mr. Rick McCallum, fucking heartbreaking. <laughs> fucking heartbreaking. Um... God, this 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 was such. It was boring. I mean, and at one point, when he buries him in the rocks, I mean, I you know, you're gonna bring back all the hits. You're gonna bring back all the dialogue. You're not gonna have Vader make a comment about having the high ground. Yeah. You're not gonna make Vader make a comment about the high ground. To me, the thing where he he dumps all the rocks in Obi Wan, honestly, should have been like after everything that follows. I, I was just
0: completely uninvested in this fight. I don't know. Like I, the biggest indictment I can say about this show is that I watched each episode once and I can't imagine when I'll ever watch it again. Like I even saw the fucking awful rise of Skywalker in the theater twice, you know, like, yeah. like there's, I, I'm just like watching this show on my exercise cycle, I'm like paying attention to it, but it's pretty boring. I'm like really fighting the urge to look at my phone through so many of these scenes, especially the Reva ones on Tatooine. Cause oh, just, the Reva ones on Tatooine. They're, they're and just at my so phone. bad and pointless.
1: I looked at my phone because I couldn't see what the fuck was going on on screen. Yeah,
0: everything is filmed dark and murky, and it's just like, come on, guys. You're but Star there's, Wars. There's some shit that Obi-Wan does with the
1: rocks at one point where I was like, I, I know it's all it's space magic, whatever. Up Ray
0: Kenobi, man.
1: But it's like, you're, yeah, Ray Kenobi would have been way better, but Obi-Wan was never this fucking powerful, and he wouldn't be now. Uh, to to I, me,
0: I've always read a lot of that stuff. Like, I don't like the whole like pulling ships out of space type stuff, but like, lifting rocks I'm like you know the force is with you you're feeling you your most confident, so I'll you can allow like some some fancy force usage there I guess I don't know I know did.
1: some of it is budget like an uh, X-Men 1 Magneto mm-hmm. can lift two police cars yeah. on X-Men 3 <laughs> he can lift the, a fucking like Golden Gate Bridge but whatever Um, yeah and we get we get this moment that just felt very fan fictiony to me with we the, find out how he got the scar on his head uh, I'm not your failure Obi-Wan you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. This was like the one
0: moment where it seemed like they were like actually did some like quote unquote directing where it's like the, the green the or the not the green, the blue and the red lights of the lightsaber are kind of washing over Anakin's face. And the blue like goes half away. his face. And like yeah, I mean it's it's straight out of like the Force Awakens basically with Kylo, but it's like the blue kind of dims and it goes red and he's you know, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker, I did. You were mm-hmm. absolved Obi Wan. Go live a happy the rest of your life now.
1: I mean, the thing I appreciate about it is redemption's a choice that you have to make. It's not like a gift that's bestowed upon you. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, man. Would would Anakin... I mean, like, Anakin said, I am what you made me, or whatever, like, three episodes ago. Would he not kind of want to stick it to Obi-Wan a little bit?
0: Yeah, it is. It's very convenient, I guess,
1: you know? <laughs> I mean, granted, yeah. Oh, Anakin should be the most confident, you know, like, uh, overpowered dude in the world, but I, I just... I mean I
0: Hayden gets to do like a creepy smile, you know, under the mask. They're they're like mixing his voice and Vader's. So it's it's I guess the best maybe one could hope for in such an encounter, considering how like nothing can really happen. Yeah. You know? But wouldn't
1: it have been better if you just like he dumped a bunch of rocks after this on Obi-Wan and just assumed that he was dead and walked off. I, well, mean, I mean,
0: why would Vader do that? You know, like why does he do in this episode? He's just I, like, I think I once the, again I'm turning my back on somebody who's not yet dead.
1: I, I honestly think that the scene of Palpatine is more insulting to like setting up the next 10. Well, years.
0: Th- there's like these scenes at the end of this episode that are basically like trying to clean up the continuity like, oh, we want talking to Leia, like, so we have to be careful, like, uh, in the future, pretend you don't know me if you ever need to send me a message, you know, even if you, uh, really need some help from me, just call me General Kenobi. But I'm just gonna
1: say right now, like, any the, the scenes where he's acting with her, is it Vivian Lyra Blair? Is that her name? Sounds like it, yeah. The something, little Leia, something, like, something close. regardless of how fucking stupid the show is, like, the most of the two of them are just acting off each other, are the best the show has to offer, yeah. Like it, it just is. Anyway, so back to Owen and Beru. Do they even know that Obi Wan is off world? Why don't they call him? <laughs> Do they? Can they call him? Don't Why don't they go to his fucking shitty ass cave, his yeah. bachelor pad cave? Are they assuming that uh,
0: that fucker's watching us all the time? He must be somewhere nearby. You know.
1: I, I just this whole thing where they're going to like tool up and like wait well, for Reva. It's like you people have to know you're going to
0: die. This whole sequence, I'm like, this is. Like I, I'm sorry. I know what happens. You know, like I yeah. know that Luke makes it out fine, and that like they even like kind of go out of their way to like make sure that Luke never technically witnesses a lightsaber. Yeah. So, yeah. It, which is just stupid to me. Like he's, hey Luke, remember that time you got chased by somebody and knocked your head, and you just kind of don't yeah. remember what happened, and you woke up and you're fine. Like I don't know.
1: <laughs> and that's why you had to repeat the seventh grade.
0: Yeah. It just always like I, just, I don't like when they mess with the canon like this. It's like Luke is supposed to live a boring life on a farm. And you know, his life was uneventful. And so you're like twisting yourself in pretzel knots, trying to like make something exciting happen, but still be able to say, like, well, technically he didn't see this or he didn't see that. So and he got his, you know, he got knocked out, so maybe he just doesn't remember any of it. It's just like, come on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So meanwhile, back on on Darth Vader's massive throne on Mustafar, he's like allocating all the resources to hunting down Obi-Wan and Palpatine calls and he's just like whoa sounds like you're still obsessed with your master and it's like wouldn't Palpatine want Obi-Wan dead too is
0: that not what order 66 was about <laughs> Palpatine's like wait a minute you want you want how much head count ca- uh, sorry head count allocated to uh, hunting Obi-Wan uh, I don't know man I've seen your budget lately and this seems like a lot I think we need to scale that way back We're
1: barely keeping this thing fucking yeah. together like every other day is a new January sixth hearing that we're personally dealing with, and he's like, "By the way, the Grand Inquisitor, I was going to do a fucking Milton from Office Space and just like fire that guy and not inform him." So, <laughs> but like again, and then and then Obi Wan shows up in Alderaan. Like somehow Leia, she's seemingly gotten there safely with Commander On. He's just
0: out in the open. That's insane. That on the, like on the insane. landing pad, surrounded by like royal uh, you know attendants and security people and whatnot yeah
1: outer space paparazzi takes one photo mm-hmm. they're fucking dead they're fucking black body bags the next week i thought that was fucking insane again this is star wars though where it's a science fiction fantasy world but it's where just like could you they put, have hyperspace but they don't have showers regularly
0: it's like could you put a little bit of effort into this just just to stop assholes like us from being like come on like yeah, well, You know, just to stop people from being like, why didn't you just go to hyperspace at this part or something, you know?
1: Well, then, okay, so so you sit down, you do your pitch, you're in the room, you've got your post-it notes of your must-haves for the fans. And one of them is the one that you've probably been struggling with. Which, how do we work in Obi-Wan's iconic line of hello there? Mm-hmm. Why don't we put it in the space that probably doesn't make the most sense, but for most people, it'll be fine.
0: But I, I did like the scene with Obi-Wan and Owen. Where Obi Wan's like, all right, I'm gonna stop being such a creepy asshole who's watching you constantly, you know, like the boy needs to like live his life. And then Owens, like, hey, do you wanna meet him? Like that was a nice little moment there between them.
1: Which is funny because I forgot his name, but I fucking hate that actor. And I think he comes I think he actually comes off the best. I like show. Edgerton.
0: Yeah, I, I, I think, think Edgerton crushes everything he's given in this.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, other than you McGregor, who is still served by some some weak shit. Like I think he actually comes off the best out of everyone in the show. He comes off
0: as the most human, I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Just give me the fucking uh honeymooner sitcom of him and Baru.
0: My girl Baru's back. <laughs> you know that that actress is apparently in Nixium. Is she really? <laughs> apparently, yeah. I think she's in like the documentaries or something.
1: Oh, but, fantastic. Yeah. Fucking fantastic. Um, and then I thought the ending of Qui-Gon was cheesy.
0: I didn't cash that check. Liam Neeson. He's just like, I've been here the whole time. Like Jesus. You know, those those two footprints and the one footprint set. Yeah. I mean, that's basically what he's saying there.
1: I don't I don't need the origin of Obi-Wan moving into like the cave.
0: Well, and he's like he's wearing like some goggles that are apparently from one of the comics or something, so yay, <sighs> continuity. I don't know. It just all is the the way they had to kind of like crowbar this into the existing canon to like not mess anything up but like it just it's like maybe just do something else you know like if if you have to work this hard and it's not very good I don't know
1: no but you can't Uh, Disney's already announced it yeah
0: yeah I mean I don't know this this should have been a movie if if I were making a movie of this let me me give you my pitch not that I think like I, I, I despise prequels anyway but if I had to this is my pitch for it Number one, you just get rid of Leia entirely. Sorry. Go make the young Leia show. I think you say, like, your opening crawl is just, like, this, like, fallen fallen Jedi youngling named Riva is, like, rampaging across the galaxy. She's killed five Jedi in hiding, two Inquisitors, and, like, three potential force-sensitive children. And so, like, Bail Organa is, like, worried that, like, this, that she's, like, you know, she's, like, moving through like you know from the inner to the outer rim it's like he's like worried that she's gonna like come to alderaan soon like maybe she can like sense people through the force or something and mm-hmm. so he contacts obi-wan hey i need you to just stop this person meanwhile the emperor is like hey this person sounds awesome let's recruit him since darth vader after this person too um this person being reeve obviously um mm-hmm. and so it's like they both are chasing the same fallen jedi for different purposes and like that's how they they all come together
1: I think it's a little weak to get her into the Bale Organa side, but it's not a bad, not a bad pitch.
0: I feel like we've, we've done, I figure that, you know, Bail on some past. sort of senatorial subcommittee for, you know, the defense department, something, something, mm-hmm. He sees some intelligence reports.
1: He's like normally Obi Wan. I just have to veto uh, uh, funding for uh, militaristic turtlenecks. Yeah, <laughs> but this time, I mean, I, but I feel like we've done pitches for the Obi Wan movie in the mm-hmm. past. We've been th- we've been threatened with this concept, uh, but I feel like we've gone to the p- weird place with the culture of the Star Wars where the thing we were dreading years ago, now we were like, Yay, Obi Wan show! And then here it is and it's back. yeah.
0: Well, it just seems like you should have made Riva more of a fulcrum between Obi Wan and Vader. And like as yeah. as much as I like the Obi Wan and Leia scenes, they're just like it's it's not like they're not enough for the TV show, but at the same time they're too much. Mm. You know, like like you really like get rid of the Grand Inquisitor and the other Inquisitors. Like get rid of Tala. Like you really need to narrow down your like character list to like make it like nice and lean.
1: I think the the pitch you have though it has the benefit of. To me, it strikes me as something that you could do in, say, three seasons.
0: I'm saying like, movie, man. Make yeah, a fucking yeah. movie. Make a two-hour movie. That's all you need.
1: I just, I, I wonder if they want seasons for things, but I just don't see a season two for this show. And the thing about these event series is that you have this time now, but what's next you need another thing i mean you need more shareholder stock happiness. a lot of
0: people watched it it's like very popular so i can imagine them making another season just because of that you know mm. like i don't mean, know i think they there was some interview they did recently where supposedly they planned out like a three movie trilogy or something and we've only seen the first part i don't know about that but whatever like i gotta say i i could not give less of a shit about the further adventures of riva I got nothing against the actress. I just think it's like a failed concept of a character. And I don't, I Moses Ingram, I don't think is right for the part. Like, I feel like she, she has two like, I don't know, like for lack of a better word, kind face. Like I, she doesn't read villainous to me at all. Like I just can't buy her that way. I feel like she should be playing Ray or the, whatever the character's name was in Rogue One who i can't remember because she was so forgettable but i feel like she should be playing one of those kinds of characters not like this like evil even though she wasn't really evil but like you know trying to be evil inquisitor like i just didn't buy it at all i'd rather just have her playing a hero
1: i think the idea of reva is a fascinating concept that was poorly executed i'm i'm all for what moses ingram does next uh, i'm very curious um by the way I,
0: can, can you um can you name felicity felicia hardy's character in uh, rogue one no I, I i know there's cassian i remember cassian Andor, and there's cheer it in way and baze malbo what, or
1: something. what was what was uh uh well
0: name in that uh galen uh, galen or garen how can i
1: remember the dad's name and not yeah. the main
0: character jesus one guy's name was like book or something or ahmed i'm, Man, I'm, I'm, I'm like about... trying to think of like felicity jones right i'm trying to think of a character's name right now and drawing an absolute blank you
1: just reminded me though like another actor who's great in everything but star wars <laughs> <Yeah>. Riz ahmed
0: <sighs> Bodie, that's a Bodhi rook that's his name Can't remember her name, but I I I think um I think Moses Ingram would have done a a, a fine job playing the character who is so memorable that we can't remember her name. But like I just I feel like she should be more of a heroic character because I was not buying her at all as like villainous, which I guess you could say is like the point or whatever. But when it takes like four and a half episodes to get to that point, it's just a lot of cringe.
1: Well, how is she not? I know they talked about developing a Riva show, which to me could still work, but you really got to get yourself out of the fucking debris of her character's introduction in this show. But like, how is she not going to end up in that fucking uh, Jude law show? Well, that takes
0: place like 10 years earlier. No, like um, that's post. It's like Mandalorian timeline. So that's like, uh, like 17 ish years later, probably. Hmm. So yeah. 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 Yeah, that that show is like in the Mandalorian timeline, which is 5 years after Jedi.
1: So it's but it's about a bunch of like survived younglings or something, right?
0: I don't think they said younglings. I think they just said young kids.
1: Oh, I thought the whole thing was that they were they were younglings who survived the Jedi Temple massacre. I
0: mean, I don't think so, no, because it's in the Mandalorian timeline.
1: Oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh... I think they need to do a better job too of establishing all their. time. I mean, I'd say she well. could
0: still be there in that, but like she reads very young to me. I don't know if she'd really like have her some, playing someone in her forties or something. Like she seems very young, mm. which is probably part of why I had a hard time buying her as like this evil inquisitor. I just I, I feel like it's a miscast. Like there's better roles that they could have given her in Star Wars.
1: Yeah, I don't. I just I I think for her character you need to focus on her more and it, it you couldn't do if all the other ridiculous elements you're balancing out in a six episode show. Like
0: they wanted to be some sort of twist about her backstory, but even, even learning that, Oh, you were the a youngling, the, the, the first show, but yeah. even, even like learning that you're like, well, I still don't really understand your motivation. Like, I feel like I'm guessing a lot as to her motivation being like, well, I think the writers are trying to say that this is her motivation, but it's not totally in the text. You
1: know, no, none, none of none of it is. There's no element about this that it's perfectly fine.
0: Like I, we we assume that she somehow figured out that Luke is Vader's son. It's never stated in any way. We're just kind of like going with that because that would seem to make sense. You know, like I take it back. I think
1: the only element that works fine, not wonderfully, is probably Owen's interaction with Obi Wan in the first episode. Everything else, I think, is is I, I get what you're going for, but I would. Do more there like and again i don't know if you can do this show it's just like it's like six half hour episodes or five half hour episodes and one
0: episode that's you know 50 minutes i miss movies man i miss movies <sighs> if you're going to spend the money make a movie i i, I know it's like that doesn't serve the shareholder need of, of multiple episode seasons where they can string you along for the subscription or whatever you know? yeah <laughs> like i don't yeah. know wouldn't you have made would it have been worth more to like have an actual movie that comes out in theaters and you make a bunch of money and then you put it on Disney plus. Like, I don't know. Is that not valuable enough? This is,
1: this is, and I, and I don't want to, I don't want to quote it too much because I just saw it literally in a, uh, a canceled filmmakers diatribe this morning. But uh, this is a, this is a problem that I think some established filmmakers are pointing out though, is that streaming is killing like real movies.
0: Who's this Woody Allen?
1: Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. But I mean, I mean, I think I've I've seen him say it recently. But I've seen other filmmakers mention this. Who, you know, who was it that
0: he was talking to? I, I saw like Alec a headline. Baldwin. That's what it was. I'm like Alec Baldwin. You're like, I need to I need to revive my image. I've got <laughs> yeah. i got some bad press about that whole accidental shooting. I know who I'll go do an interview with. Woody well, it was, Allen.
1: What's pretty funny is like, I saw it on Twitter the other day where Alec Baldwin did an announcement video. Like, good news. On on Tuesday, I'm going to talk to this man right here. And it's like. Dude, you r- really read the room. <laughs> really fucking read that room. Um
0: I brought fellow actor Kevin Spacey here with me. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, seriously.
1: <laughs> good news, we're financed by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna bring back Bill Cosby to film. Yeah. Um okay. <laughs> the first dramatic role by my good friend and if cinematic genius Louis C.K. I don't see any problems with this whatsoever. And now I'm going to yell at my wife. Um, yeah, I, I think... Uh, I mean, I, I,
0: I think you're right that these are the best two episodes of the season, but I feel like there's just so much laziness in them. Like, the show, it didn't look very good. It looked cheap. It looked sloppy. I don't like the volume. It seems like the these were the episodes where they kind of, they finally got to the stuff that they really wanted to show us kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. but like the, the connective tissue to get there has always come off as like very lazy writing to me, like lazy writing, lazy production value. It's just like, here's some slop.
1: And it's possible. I'm building up this director in my own head. um, But I, I think that this medium could potentially be saved by people like Leslie Hedlund who might get like, okay. Here's a streaming thing. How can I actually utilize that to its strengths and like make it work as opposed to having a weak ass movie that I chop up into the worst parts? Um, I don't know. Yeah. Like start. This is
0: a, if you're going to I'm make a TV show, of make a TV show instead of just stretching out the story.
1: Yeah. Which is, which is not unheard of. HBO has been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, you know, like you mentioned earlier, Westworld season four just started. I can't even remember what happened to that show in season three, but watching season four, I was like, hey, this is like a pretty decent show. Yeah. It's a lot of cool. vignettes. It, it might fall apart eventually, but at least it looks nice. You know, like, should Westworld look that much better than Star Wars? It doesn't seem like it. Yeah, like, it why, why do the effects on Westworld look so much better?
1: Well, in Westworld season four, like you said, a lot of people don't remember season three. And I think they have a new showrunner, and they're smart about, like, let's just take what works that we remember. Is uh Mullen not show anymore? They are executive producing, but mm-hmm. my understanding is they have a brand new showrunner. But mm-hmm. I mean, they're like we got Tandy Wing Newton. Just let her be a fucking badass.
0: Yeah, the, the
1: the the overgrown little boy from Breaking Bad and the Man of Black.
0: <laughs> yeah, Aaron Paul. Yeah, I'm just looking at Deborah Chow's credits. I mean, she's done other TV stuff: Je- uh, Jessica Jones, Rain, Iron Fist. Oof. But I mean, uh, again, Jessica Jones
1: was was the first season was really good, but it's also
0: in the Netflix yeah, storytelling the Netflix model. Zone. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Deborah Child's episodes of The Mandalorian were fine. Like, I don't know, I I really, I if I'm if I didn't know anything about this production and I was just like watching it, I'd be like, man, the direction's really bad. But mm. I kind of feel like I have to put some of that on. Lucasfilm, and then also on Disney. Just for like, it just seems like they rushed this thing and like really threw it together and didn't didn't give like the time or the effort needed to really make it good. And so I don't think the direction's very good, but that it might just be like this is the best she could do under the circumstances. It, it like I mean, it could have been something where like, well, I guess we we got to shoot a lot of fucking hand you know handheld camera because we don't have time to do proper setups for these shots or something, you know, we have to move as fast as we can or something like that. And I know it's not feasible and it's ludicrous, but like there's, that's one of the beauties of having a guy like
1: George Lucas own this property. Like he He compromises when he wants to compromise. He can do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I don't cut corners, bitch. Yeah.
0: And also I think she did them all right. Like that's probably, I think so. That's a lot of work, especially on a super effects heavy show. I mean I know that that's like the thing now where like on these shows that like the kind of creative force of the show will like direct all the episodes in a season or something. Hmm. But to do that on a show that's this effects heavy using this like volume technology too, that that seems like a really tall ask. Well I think I think it probably in the future would maybe be better served not having one person direct everything. Or at least if they are give them time, you
1: know. That got popularized by the guy in True Detective is now cancelled, right?
0: Pizzolatto didn't direct that, did he? Oh, I you mean Kerry I mean, no, no, no. Fukunagua? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right,
1: yeah. The, like, he did the entire first season,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I don't think they even had whoever directed the second season do all of it.
0: No, but I'm, but, yeah, but, but also, even though he did all the guy. first season, they, HBO, like, gives those people more time to do their yeah. thing, you know?
1: Well, yeah, you're not doing a... a a massive all in one take sequence.
0: I mean, HBO's still, normal TV still, schedule. HBO will still make pilots. You know, like, I don't, is Lucasfilm making pilots? I don't think so.
1: No. Like, they're, no, they're not, they're green lighting concepts announcing them.
0: Yeah. And then we're like, all right, we got to get, fuck, we, get, we need an Obi Wan show. Let's get going. You know, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's what I mean. It's like, let's say magically we were making a, a fucking wedge show. It's like you get you get Lucas or you get Lucasfilm and Disney to approve it, then they announce it, and then it's like okay, we have nine months. Mm-hmm. Fuck, like all the details that have to be ironed yeah, out, it's work like out perfectly. Let, let me
0: take a look at the volumes, like asset library. All right, we got like rocky, rocky, uh, you know, outcropping area. We can we can shoot something that and that'll it'll be at nighttime there. We can cover up our our effects work. You know, like mm-hmm. we got desert. Uh, we got this one cityscape kind of cyberpunky looking thing yeah it's like we got just random forest planet we are contractually obligated to
1: at least include 30
0: seconds of tamara morrison (laughs)
1: yeah
0: (laughs) but yeah it's like it's is anyone getting the opportunity to be like all right i really you know like ryan johnson like creating crate where he's just like i want to be able to show the implied violence of the situation even though it's pg-13 and so i'll have the you know the the planet is like red underneath the salt and so it'll look yeah. like a wound you know it's like like a lot of thought went into that and they like really did a ton of work to get exactly what they wanted right how the director just,
1: of rogue one run his finger through it and be like oh it's salt
0: yeah rather than just being like uh we need a planet what do you got how about just kind of murky stalagmites sure let's yeah. go with that <laughs> yeah
1: but we're gonna turn the we're gonna turn the light down in a way that we didn't learn from Fincher of how to do this, this correctly. Yeah. Uh.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm happy for you and I've, I've heard that he really got the bag for this show. So good for him, I guess Mm. him and his new wife, both collecting paychecks from Lucasfilm. Yay. They just need to get Mary Elizabeth Winstead into the Marvel universe. She's already in the DC one and she's gonna be in the Ahsoka something. Oh, no, that's a shame. Um, yeah. What was I just thinking? Oh, um thekuwatiti is like doing like Thor Press now, and mm. somebody asked him about his Star Wars movie, and he he basically said he's like still trying to figure out the story. And mm. so it's like, yeah, that definitely is not coming out next Christmas. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's yeah. coming out in probably like twenty twenty five at this point, if it ever happens.
1: Well, this, is, this is the same guy who, who has many a quote, inspirational quote for writers that uh, writing sometimes consists of opening up Microsoft Word, staring at it for nine hours, having a good cry, <laughs> closing it and saying, that's writing.
0: Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like he was like, oh, yeah, we have a great script. I can't wait to get started on pre-production. He was just like, still trying to work out the story. It's like, yeah. OK, OK, Which I so believe your way's is- off.
1: Because all the shit that he puts into like a Thor movie, yeah. I mean, I think that you can definitely tell that the Taiko Titi stamp, which is every, fine.
0: Like, I don't want him to yeah. rush it or anything, but it's like, I don't know, no, so Lucasfilm, like, what are you doing?
1: He's a guy with like five other projects happening. I mean, he's, mm-hmm. he's you know, not just executive producing, he's in the gay pirate show. So well, it's like, yeah, I, I, when has he had time to finish the script?
0: Kathleen Kennedy had some quotes in that like Vanity Fair article about like needing people to commit for like five years or something or whatever like seemingly like a little bit salty you know yeah. possibly like it, it's hard to tell like what her tone was delivering that those quotes. Is that about, a shot at Patty Jenkins? I don't know. Or even Ryan Johnson or something or Benioff, or, or Benioff and Weiss. I mean probably Benioff and Weiss is probably the they were they were supposed to be next. So I, I imagine she's still salty about that. But
1: I feel like it's probably hard to be mad at Ryan Johnson. Like Brian Johnson could probably like sideswipe your car, not leave a note, and like shit on your carpet. He's probably a, such a nice guy that you're like fine. I we
0: we could have had Ryan. Ryan Johnson's episode nine, but they're like, we need it in two years, and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do that. You got to give me longer, and they're like, nope. Yeah, so it's okay. Which, Look what which we got is, instead.
1: Which is di- funny, only because I was refreshing myself on things of knives out recently, and it's a much different story. But to him, the joy of Knives Out was that was a project that he had to write and be ready to roll in front of a camera seven months later, and he enjoyed that 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 exercise. But granted, this is a much different project.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, I just seemingly there's the Taiki movie and there's Patty Jenkins' Rogue Squadron, if that ever happens. And I in, thought she was out. In. It's unclear. I think they're just okay. saying that, like, oh, she's busy right now, but we'll get okay. back to it. And then the same thing with Ryan Johnson. Oh, well, he's busy, you know? But it's like, I don't know. It's like, it's almost not like in a couple of months, it'll be 10 years since Disney bought Lucasfilm. And it's mm-hmm. like, we had this huge flurry of activity. We got three sequel trilogy movies, two of which were good and one, which is complete ass. And we got these two spinoffs, and then just like nothing for the last three years. And seemingly nothing going forward for several more years. And it's like, by the time they put out another major Star Wars movie, like, how fucking old am I gonna be? (laughs) You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like they could only make so many of these movies. It's depressing to think that they're not even close to one right now.
1: And when will they make a sequel to The Last Jedi?
0: It would be very cool if they did that.
1: Yeah. The nice thing is, Glass Onion in a couple months.
0: Yeah, like probably around Thanksgiving, it sounds like. Yeah. Looking forward to that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Um next up, Andor. Oh. Supposedly Andor, no but not a right? single frame shot on the volume. Which I'm like, say, you know, like does that get you a little hard? Yeah, I'm just like, okay. We're 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 shooting on sets. On we're shooting on location. Okay. I'm, I'm more interested I still don't care about casting Andor one bit but you know I think Stellan Skarsgård's in that so if you just called that show like Rebel Spies I'd be like a thousand times more interested and I'd be like oh the guy from Rogue One's in it whatever I don't care I also
1: quite frankly I'm not too enamored of Diego Luna like I would, I would for day one. I would recast that that role with Gabriel Garcia Bernal.
0: <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. This episode's over.
1: I'm done talking about Star Wars for a while.
0: May the force be with you.
1: Always.